Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise, praise the, the Lord. Lord. Chat time again. Yes, praise the Lord. It is chat time once again. Now this week, we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So I want to talk about something really stupid, but it shows uh, uh, there is no uh, spiritual value in this other than to show that people don't love the Lord, period. They don't recognize the Lord. They don't acknowledge the Lord. They, they're not afraid of the Lord. They don't talk about it. Right. It doesn't even enter their head. Right. So I don't know if anybody knows who Chelsea Joy Handler is. No. She's an American comedian, actress, writer, television host, and a producer. And I ran across this article, and I just couldn't believe it. I, I you know, my, I, I just had to read it because it was just so stupid. She's... She makes an annual tradition uh, of her birthday. She just loves skiing topless on her birthday oh. with alcohol in one hand and weed in another hand. Okay. And uh, she's never been afraid to just bear it all. So on her 47th birthday, it was no different. And on Instagram recently, she stripped down to her birthday suit and hit the slopes to ski and she wore nothing but a blue underwear, an American flag stickers over her breasts, and she attached an American flag and a Canadian flag to her ski helmet. Mm-hmm. Oh, she had a helmet on. So she did have a helmet on. <laughs> All the while, she held an alcoholic beverage in one hand, marijuana joint in the other, and she said, I'm doing all the things I love with the man I love. And it's clearly the man she loves is not Jesus. Oh, no. Yeah. 
Definitely and not but, but, but the she, Lord. She does what my mother said. You know, if you're going to go, go go on Broadway. Just go all out. You know? and, and she does every yes. year on her birthday. But I just, I just really couldn't believe it. And then, you know, some time ago we talked about this um, Jane Marcheski. She was on America's Got Talent, and she, she just touched the hearts of all the people there. She was singing, and she had cancer, and she... Uh, well, unfortunately, she passed away on February 20th, and she lost her battle with cancer. She was 31 years old. Um, she was known as Nightbird, and she was a Liberty University graduate, and she wowed the America's Got Talent judges last year with a powerful rendition of a song, original song, It's Okay. And we did a program about her, and uh, she received a standing ovation from the audience, a golden buzzer from the judges to go straight to, you know, the top, and advancing her to the semifinals. Um, but her condition worsened, and then she it prevented her from going into the semis. Um, she, I watched her when it was on TV, and it was stunning, I thought. I thought she had, she's just courageous. And um, and every once in a while, they did keep track of her, you know, giving an update, and she would kind of go down, and then she would perk up, and I think I saw a video of her where she was like down to 81 pounds, and well, anyway, she was profiled in the Liberty Journal, and then she in March, in her blog, in March of 2021, discussed how her faith was impacted during a bout of sickness. She spent, she, she said, she spent many sleepless nights in the bathroom, vomiting, crying, and screaming. Sometimes she wrote, and then she fell asleep there with her head propped up on the toilet. She said on her blog, call me cursed, call me lost. Call me scorn, but that's not all. Call me chosen, blessed, sought after. Call me the one who God whispers his secrets to, she wrote. I am the one whose belly is filled with loaves of mercy that were hidden for me. Even on days when I'm not so sick, sometimes I go lay on the mat in the afternoon light to listen for him. I know it sounds crazy, and I can't really explain it, but God is in there even now. I have heard it said that some people can't see God because they won't look low enough. And it's true. If you can't see him, look lower. God is on the bathroom floor. So I just felt sad that, but, you know, that she passed away, but she made a, a huge impact on people from all over the world. They would send her messages from all over and encouraging her and she I didn't think ever expected to hear that you know mm -hmm. from people right so she touched the hearts of a lot of people so before we go on to our topic for today I want to talk about well here uh, article was sent to me about uh, prison for a pro bible tweet this is what it's questioning the headline say Christian headline says a Finnish Christian politician who faces possible prison time for a Bible affirming tweet said recently ahead of her trial 
that she was concerned about the eternal life of all individuals when she wrote the social post. A member of Finland's parliament and former interior minister is charged under the country's hate speech law with incitement against a minority group for statements she made about LGBT individuals. One of those was a 2019 tweet in which she included a verse from scripture and criticized the Finnish Lutheran Church for elevating shame and sin to a subject of pride. After the after um, Pride Week, prosecutors said the Bible-based statement is an affront on the equality and dignity of homosexuals and is likely to provoke contempt, intolerance, and even hatred towards homosexuals. She should she could be sent to prison if found guilty. Although prosecutors are asking the court to fine her, the BBC reported. So she um, told that she was honored to be defending freedom of speech and religion. I hope that today it can become clear that I have no wish to offend any group of people, but this is a question of saving people for eternal life, she said. Right, so she spoke up. Basically, I'm surprised Finland's supposed to be so liberal. Open. They're only liberal and open when... It's in their it's favor, right? When, it's, when in, it's in sin. And when you call them into question about what they're doing, then all of a sudden you, it's a hate crime. She <laughs> said, it never occurred to me that my own writings could one day be illegal. Right. So if you want to talk about the Lord and say what's in the Bible about homosexuality, you might go to jail. Right. Because At least people, in Finland. You become offended. Heavens to Murgatroyd. So here... Um, Twitter suspends a representative's account for saying that women's sports are not for transgender women. This came from Christian Headlines. Okay. And Twitter this week suspended the personal account of a U.S. legislature after she made a comment about transgender athletes and linked to a political advertisement on the subject. The tweet from Representative Vicki Hartzler, a Missouri Republican who is running for U.S. Senate, referenced Pen Leah Thomas, who swarm, pens Leah Thomas, who swam on the men's team for three years before swimming on the women's team this season. Thomas's success led USA Swimming to significantly tighten its rules on transgender athletes. Women's sports are for women. Not men pretending to be women, Hartzler wrote in her tweet that linked to a political ad. And Twitter suspended her account saying she violated Twitter's rules against hateful conduct. Uh-huh. But see, the thing about it is that the, these platforms that people are using, they're owned by someone else. And therefore, they have the, they have the right, whether you, we agree with it or not, because it's their platform, to censor you, take you off with comments that you've made, you know, and I know that you, what, what's odd is that they used to at one time didn't do it at all. Then the left complained about them not censoring. So then when they started censoring, then they start complaining about the censorship. So it's like the left and the right. I mean, both of them complained and said, well, there's no oversight. They're saying anything out there. So then when they started 
you know, doing the algorithms to control what was being said, then they got criticized for that. So about the only way around it is you have to have your own platform. because So, I, so that that's, brings that's me to the next... Uh, Trump was trying to do. And that's my next article here came from the Kristen headlines. Trump's new social media platform, Truth Social, it's called. It tops the free app list in Apple's App Store. And according to the platform's website, Truth Social is described as America's big tent, a social media platform that encourages an open, free, and honest global conversation without discriminating against political ideology. Due to the high volume of people downloading the app, some incoming users could not create an account and were added to a wait list. As reported by CBN News, about 200 thousand people were reportedly placed on the wait list. Right, because they tried to prevent him from getting this platform. But a lot of people right. want it. And then they tried to make it seem as if his platform wasn't that successful. But, they're, you know, it's just, just fake news, as he would say. So Reuters reports that the platform is led by former Republican U.S. Representative Devin Nunes of Trump Media and Technology Group. So our goal, I think, is we're going to hit it. I think by the end of March, we're going to be fully operational, at least within the United States, he said. So Truth Social is expected to include a video-on-demand service titled TMTG+, that will feature entertainment programming, news, and podcasts. Um, I created Truth Social and TMTG to stand up to the tyranny of big tech. We live in a world where the Taliban has a huge presence on Twitter, yet your favorite American president has been silenced, Trump said in a statement last year. Yeah, it is odd. It is. So anyway, the app was launched on February 20th, and it's topped Apple's free app list. And you can check it out if you're interested. And then um, I have this article about the Supreme Court is going to hear the case of a Christian football coach that was fired for praying on the field after games. Coach Kennedy at Bremerton High, High School football field is... After every game, I guess he prays, and then uh, so they had to they had, his... to they had to recognize that he that that was a, a tradition with him, but now he gets terminated for it. I mean, I don't think he just started. If you're saying after every game he's known to pray, so they had to know that this was going on long before now. That this particular ritual or habit that he has or to pray after after not before but after the game. They knew about it. Now, all of a sudden, they're offended to the point where they fired him. So Kelly Shackelford, president and CEO of First Liberty, a law firm based in Plano, Texas, which is helping to represent Kennedy, uh, said in a statement that no teacher or coach should lose their job for simply expressing their faith while in public. Um, So then I got another article sent to me that NFL an updated article saying that NFL players, Hall of Famers, former coaches have joined the former U.S. Attorney's 
general in urging the U.S. Supreme Court to rule that a Washington school district acted unlawfully when it fired the football coach for praying on the field after games. Numerous friend-of-the-court briefs have been filed in the case Kennedy versus Bremerton School District. I'm wondering why now? See, because it's not something that he just started. It's, it's a tradition. According to this, he's done it after every game. Why is it such an issue now? Well, I don't know. I don't know the beginnings of it, but this article, one was sent to me in January, and um, they were hoping that the Supreme Court would hear the case, although the Supreme Court declined to review the case back in January of 2019, um, but now, I guess, it's going to the Supreme Court, from what I understand, and all these people and, are and, and rallying what, and what is the lawsuit? to his defense. Right, and so what, what are the people who fired him? What, what is their lawsuit? What, what is it going to say about the lawsuit? I mean, what is their response going to be? We fired him because he was praying? Right, it seems like in 2016, 2016, that's a long time right, ago. Right, six years. Kennedy sued after he was suspended for praying at, at, for his practice of praying right. on the football field after games. Yes. But I don't know who. Is it in the school policy? I mean, did they change the policy? I mean, I, I just would really like to hear I'd like to read their brief. I would like to see what they are saying as to why they dismissed him like that. It says, that. as a football coach, Mr. Kennedy's job included coaching, mentoring, and serving as a role model for the student-athletes. It was common practice to In pray. this regard, the foundation of, for Mr. Kennedy's personal identity and belief system was his Christian faith. After each game, these sincerely held religious beliefs led him to kneel at midfield and offer a brief, quiet prayer of thanksgiving for player safety, sportsmanship, and spirited competition. But who or how it got to be, how he got to be fired or who complained uh, is not clear to me because I haven't been following this for, you right. know. Yes. But it's good that he has a lot of support. Right. Because a lot of people make, with common sense. Right, because it wouldn't make any sense to, to fire somebody who just prays after a game. I could see if he set the field on fire. <laughs> I guess that would be okay. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> so, yeah, that's so silly. Put a match to the field. Mm -hmm. So I want to I wanna talk, I want to start talking about this topic. You know, although there are a lot of other current events that, you know, we can talk about, but um, there, are there are a few things that, all right, I want to get this in perspective. My main topic I want to talk about is how do we redeem the time? Okay. And that comes from Ephesians um, chapter 5, verse 16. Mm -hmm. um, and... It talks about that we can, in the King James Version, it says, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. And in Colossians 4, 
chapter 4, verse 5, it says, Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. So in both passages, redeeming the time is related to wisdom in how we walk and how we live. Mm-hmm. So my question is, can we, as Christians, redeem, and it made me think about this as I read an article that, that talked about how time was stolen from us because of the pandemic. You know, everybody was on lockdown and it was like everything seemed to stand still for a couple of years, you know, with this COVID-19. Mm-hmm. But I'm, when I look at the scripture and I, and I read, I, I wonder, is it something that we can do ourselves or is it something that we pray and ask God to bless us? I know people have, and even my pastor has talked about redeeming the time. You know, when I would complain about how I wasted, I wasted my time or I wasted my life on stupid things or I made bad decisions or you know, I wish, you know, everybody's got regrets. Everybody's got things that they wish that they hadn't done. And you wish you could go back to what you had, to that point where you had everything and then not made that stupid decision or started that, uh, whatever it was that you started or, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And how do you get it? Back, you know, the pastor was always telling me that, you know, well, the, the, God has control of time, and time is in His hands, and it's nothing for Him to, you know, help you or get you to redeem the time. Right, to for you to take. I think what, and, what the Lord intends for us to do, because we we don't go backwards, no matter what we do, we never go backwards. I think. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know if you can ever go back, you can't go back and get back. So, for instance, say you made a decision and that decision cost you thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and you wish you could go back. Been and there. You can't undo that. No, you can't. But and, and so what I'm trying to figure out is you made that bad decision, you lost mega bucks, and... Now you wish you had it because you right. could use it. Yes. So what I want to know is how does that come to be? So for, I mean, first of all, I believe this. All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are the called according to uh, his promise. So first of all, foremost, that we know that one, the Lord supplies all our need. And that, two, as he blesses us, he blesses us to go forward. So when we redeem the time, we take every opportunity. We take advantage of every opportunity, every chance we get. We capitalize on it. But this is the thing. Because we can't go back, and sometimes we're not in that same position. Let's take the finances. We're not in that same financial position. But the Lord teaches us how to think outside the box. Because sometimes I believe the Lord allows things to happen because people become too dependent upon the natural. And, you know, I I catch myself saying, 
if I had this, I would do this. And then I catch myself and I say, well, Lord, no, if I had that, I still would have to go to the Lord and say, Lord, if it be your will, just because I have it doesn't mean that's what I can use it for. I still have to acknowledge the Lord and say, Lord, if it be your will. I think a lot of times because we have it, we skip that step and we forget to say, well, Lord, should I? Because they have it and you can do it, you do it. And I think the Lord puts I'm right, us, yeah, right. And you I have think, it and you think it's endless. Right, and I think the Lord puts us in a position where we have to stop and say, I, I can't do it, I can't do it that way. But he gives us the understanding and the wisdom and to go forward and to think outside the box. He gives us the ability to be creative. And as we seek him, he begins to open doors that we never thought possible to think in ways that we never thought we would be able to think, to see opportunities that we never would have seen had we been in uh, the position that we were once in. We probably wouldn't even think to look or to ask or to seek or, or to create. We just wouldn't. So I believe a lot, because he says well, all I things work together. Well, I can tell you it's a learning lesson. Yes. It, for me, for certain things, it's been a very big learning lesson yes, and, it, and, and along too. with it comes uh the feeling of shame mm-hmm. i mean it's not just uh you know because people do a lot of different things and it's not only losing all that time that we had because of covid19 and mm-hmm. the lockdown it's other things that people i mean mm-hmm. people could be sick for a long time and you feel like you're losing out on things mm-hmm. and you wish you could go back to that time where you were healthy and make a different decision Mm -hmm. or um so i guess what i'm before we wrap it up i i just want to you know the thing questions i have is um can we as christians redeem the time or do we have to let the lord no we can no we can redeem the time because we're still going to the lord asking the lord when we see the opportunity and we see the ability to seize the opportunity and to live uh, to up to and beyond whatever our expectations are we just we rise to that challenge yes we can redeem the time. And then how do we redeem the time? Whatever the, whatever the circumstance is. It depends on what the circumstance. You know, one person said, when the Lord said, you'll mount up with wings as eagles, you'll run and not be uh, weary, you'll walk and not faint. He said, first, you, first you'll fly, then you'll run, then you walk. No, no. You can do all these things at the same time. Well, that's a good thought. So we're, that's in uh, Isaiah 40, chapter. We're... Uh, going to have to cut it off um, here and continue next week with can you redeem the time? How do you redeem the time? Uh, Is there and then I want to talk about this list where it says how to do it and it lists steps on, you know, natural steps on how to redeem the time which didn't really move me a whole lot. (laughs) Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today, this week's verse of the day comes from 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, what was Jonah 
to the Ninevites? And the answer is, he was a sign. And that answer can be found in Luke chapter 11, verse 30, which reads, For as Jonah was a sign unto the Ninevites, so shall also the Son of Man be to this generation. This week's food for thought is, how did the walls of Jericho fall down? Hint, the Bible, and that's food for thought.